Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, amma ba'ad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Brothers and sisters, the topic of discussion today is the day of judgment. And it's a struggle indeed to explain and express and encapsulate the true essence of what Yawmul Qiyamah is in a short lecture. So this is not going to be a complete illustration of the day of reckoning. This is not going to be a detailed explanation of what the final day is. But rather, this lecture here serves a purpose which is to just work as a reminder. To wake up the hearts that have perhaps fallen asleep. Summertime has come round and you've got some free time. And in this free time, you can what? You can lose track of things sometimes. And perhaps with that, start diving and delving into things that you shouldn't be. With the summertime comes its own fitna. For the men, they have to lower their gaze because the women are coming out dressed very inappropriately. It's funny. In fact, it's very sad that the women, they start to dress provocatively when it comes to the summer heat. And I'll tell you why. Because the Prophet ﷺ told us that hellfire breathes in and hellfire breathes out. Because hellfire, it was so hot that it was eating itself up. It was eating itself up. So Allah allowed the hellfire to breathe out once a year and to breathe in once a year. In the winter, hellfire breathes in. And if you was to place your hand in front of your mouth and you, you suck the air in, you'll notice that there is a breeze. There is a coolness about before a person when he breathes in or when she breathes in. So when hellfire breathes in, what's that? That's the cold that we experience in the winter. The chilling, icy cold that we experience. That's when the hellfire breathes in. And in the summertime, if it took a breath in in winter, that breath has to come out. It has to exhale. In the summertime, the hellfire breathes out. And that is the heat that we experience. So hellfire is breathing on us. And what are we doing? We're taking off our clothes. Hellfire is sending you and me a sign. Listen, I'm here. I'm waiting to pounce on that person who disobeyed my Lord, which is Allah. Because hellfire is a slave that's obedient to its Lord. And in the summertime, when hellfire gives you a warning, when Allah warns you of hellfire through the heat of the summer, what happens? We actually walk face first into it by doing that, which will take us further away from paradise into that blazing, scolding fire. So the summertime has its fitting that come with it. Of course, the women, they have their fitting in the summer as well. They've got free time. The men come out. The men are free. The men are flashing off. You know, the things that they know is going to attract the women. Tempting the women. And it becomes a problem and a facade. So here, I'm here just to remind you, brothers and sisters. Listen, I know it's summertime, Barakallahu Feek. But the same way this summer end will end, your life will end, this world will end. And a day will come 
a day which is more certain than the way you see me speaking in front of you right now. And that is the day of reckoning where everyone will be brought to account for that which they did and that which they didn't do, which they were supposed to do. So I'll try and encapsulate and summarize the essence of this day as much as I can in this short time. But I apologize in advance for not being able to go through everything and do it justice because it's impossible. This is one of the pillars of Iman. There are six pillars of Iman and this is one of its pillars. The Prophet ﷺ was the final messenger that was sent out to mankind. And the coming of the Prophet ﷺ is from the four most apparent signs of the Day of Judgment. The fact that the Messenger has come, he came, that is a proof that the Day of Judgment is around the corner. The Prophet said, he said, He said, I was sent out into this world, me, so close to the hour, and he placed his two fingers up like this. Are these two fingers close? He said, the closeness of these two fingers is the closeness between the coming of my prophecy and the Day of Judgment. So close that when Jibreel alayhi salam was descending from above the highest heaven with the revelation, with the Qur'an, Iqra, bismi rabbi kalladhi khalaq, and he was coming down from one heaven to the other heaven to the other heaven to the other heaven. The angels that were watching Jibreel coming down, they stood up out of fear, out of shock, out of amazement, and they shouted and they exclaimed, they said, Qad sa'a. The hour has come. The day of judgment has come. Why? Because they knew that Jibreel, his job is to bring revelation to the messengers and he will come to the final messenger. We're waiting his arrival. Jibreel is moving. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. The day of judgment is here. The final hour has come. Why else would Jibreel be descending? And from the moment Jibreel, he came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, Iqra, read, recite. And he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, became Khatamun Nabiyyin, the seal of prophets. From that day we know already that the day of judgment is around the corner. But me and you, we still think it's far. Allah said, innahu yarawnahu ba'ida. Allah said, the people, they think the day is far. They think the day of judgment is far. That's why they're sitting on the blocks doing whatever it is that they're doing. Drinking, smoking, linking the girls. Even the guy who's practicing, trousers above his ankles. He finds a girl on Instagram, he slides into her DMs. He tries to like her post and make sure she notices him. The girls know what they're doing. Send a little DM to her brother. Hmm? Pretending to ask like a little Islamic question. You can see he's active. He read it. Suddenly the display picture starts changing. Start showing herself from different poses and ankle angles so that maybe he can clock her and take the conversation one step further. You know what I'm talking about. Thinking that day is not any time close. I'm going to do whatever I want, 
when I get married, when I have children, when I'm close to my death, I will straighten up. But who told you it was far? Who told you that the day of judgment is far? Because Allah, Jalla, Jalaluhu, He who set the day after saying, Innahum yarawnahu ba'ida. They think that the day is far. What did Allah say? Allah said, Wanarahu qariba. Allah said, I am telling you the day is close. They think it's far. Allah said, I see the day. Allah says the day is very close. So close. So close, Allah said, Iqtarabati sa'ah. When? Shaq al-Qabr. Allah said, the hour, it has already come. Allah said, Iqtarabati sa'ah. It's come, it's already here. That's how close it is. And that's why the believer, the believer is petrified. That any minute the trumpet is going to be blown, any minute the horn is going to be blown, and the day of judgment will commence. But we sit here, start doing calculations. Okay, Imam Mahdi has to come. He's going to come for this long. Then Dajjal is going to come. Dajjal is going to come for this long. Then after the Isa is going to rule. Then Ya'juj, Ma'juj. Akhi, your calculations, they don't work here. The Prophet said that after me, after me, the signs of the Day of Judgment are going to come so fast, it will be like a necklace that has pearls on it and it snaps. And all of the pearls, the way that they fall onto the floor, one after the other, after the other, the Prophet is just like that. Sign after sign after sign after sign of the Day of Judgment is going to come. Wallahi, we see it before our very own eyes. And I'm not here to talk to you about Ashratu Sa'a, the signs of the Day of Judgment. That's a topic in discussion for another day. So I don't want to dwell too much on this, but I do want to highlight to you, my beloved brothers and sisters, this day is not far. Allah when He sent down the ayah in Surah Al-Nahl, to show you how scared the Prophet himself was of the Day of Judgment. When Allah sent down the ayah from Surah Al-Nahl, at the Amr of Allah, it's come. It's here. the Amr Allah. The command of Allah, it's come. It's here. What's the command of Allah? The Prophet wasallam. as this ayah came on him, he got up of his seat like this. He stood up, scared. And then the next part of the ayah came, فَلَا تَسْتَعْجِلُونَ Don't be hasty. Don't be hasty. So when, when the ayah came, the command of Allah is here. The command, the Prophet stood up. He thought the command, the day of judgment, the day of judgment is here. So he became scared, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then when Allah said, فَلَا تَسْتَعْجِلُونَ Don't be hasty. He said, okay, I can breathe. It's not, it's, it didn't come just yet. But that's how the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was... Imam al... Imam, uh, al uh, Imam al-Baghawi mentioned that in his tafsir. That's what the Prophet was. Him, his future, past, since all been forgiven. Like in that's a day that the Prophets will be scared. How is it that me and you, we are heedless. What did Allah say? The hour has come. Then at the end of the ayah, But they are in a state of heedlessness. They are not listening, they're not paying attention, they're not focusing. And not just that, not only are they not paying attention, they're turning away. 
turning away. They don't want to learn. They don't want to hear. With that said, let's go into the day. Allah Azza wa Jal has an angel. His name is Israfil. His job is to blow the trumpet. When Allah gives the command, do it. He will blow that trumpet. And when he blows that trumpet, every single thing, every creature in the entire existence that Allah created, it will drop dead. إِلَّا مَا Allah, Except for that which Allah wishes to survive. Who is it that Allah wishes to survive? The ulama of tafsir explain, this is the shuhada, the martyrs, who died for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. Why? Because Allah told us, they are alive. This angel, Israfil, is the horn in his pocket? Is it on the table? Is it in the other room? The horn is in his hand. Is it in his hand by his side? He has already placed the horn on his lips. The angel, Israfil, has the horn on his lips, right there. And the angel Israfil is constantly looking at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's gazing at Allah and he's got the horn on his lips. Why? He doesn't take his gaze away. Because he's waiting He's waiting for that command. Forgive me. I don't think the hadith mentioned that he's looking at Allah. Forgive me. I don't think that part of the hadith it mentions that. But he's got his he's got his he's got his lips on the horn and he's just waiting. As soon as Allah tells him, blow it! He will blow the horn. And every single person will come dead. And at that point, when everything comes to an end and nothing exists, Allah will take the entire heavens and He will grab it in His hand. And He will take the entire earth and He will grab it in His hand. And Allah will say, I am the King alive today. Where are those? Where are the tyrants? Where are they? Where are the kings? Where are the arrogant ones? They used to think that they were something walking on this earth as if they owned it. But Allah is saying on this day, I am the king. I own this world. Where are you now? Nowhere to be seen. Dead. You do not exist anymore. But you used to think you were something walking on this earth I gave you. Walking on this earth, I made you. 
I fed you, I clothed you, I sheltered you, I harmed you, but you transgressed against me, you turned against me, thinking that you were independent. You got your boys around the corner on the block, so you think you're safe because you run your ends. You got a business, you make some nice money, you got a nice house. You think you're good. In that process, you're arrogant. Arrogance is what? It's not just looking down on people, it's even rejecting the truth. When an ayah hadith comes your way and you turn your back on it, you're saying, I know better than you, Allah. So Allah will say, المتكبرون? Where are the arrogant ones today? Where are you? Nowhere to be seen. And that is the most powerful moment in time. Allah is always the most powerful. But at that moment, there will be no one to respond. There will be no one to respond. So Allah will say, to whom does this kingdom belong today? No one will respond. No one can respond. Jibra'il is dead. Mikael is dead. All of the angels are gone. Allah will say, himself, the honorable, the majestic, the holy will respond to himself and say, وَلِلَّهِ الْوَاحِدُ الْقَحَارِ This kingdom is for Allah. Al-Wahid, the one. Al-Qahar, the irresistible. There is none but him. He will have to respond to himself because there is no one right now. Remind yourselves of this moment, brothers and sisters. You don't have any ability, any strength. Be humble. Be humble. That's a day of humiliation. That's a day of humbling. Allah when he comes down on that day, Kullu ummatin jafiyah. Every nation will fall to their knees. Fall to your knees to Allah today. Willingly, before a day comes where you will be forced to fall on your knees and dragged face first into the hellfire. Brothers and sisters, fall to your knees today. Islam means al-istislamu To submit to Allah azza wa jal with oneness. And to surrender to him with obedience. Do it today. Because you will definitely do it on a day. It's better you do it willingly than being grabbed by your head by the angels, thrown to the floor with your face and dragged into the hellfire. Because that's a very serious, serious ending that none of us want to experience, my noble brothers and sisters. So Allah will let people remain dead in that way where he is the only one in existence, illa ma shah, other than what he was, for however long he wants. And then Allah Azza wa Jal will give another command. The trumpet will be blown again. How many times will the trumpet be blown? It will be blown just once. Everyone will stand up from their graves. 
every dead man, woman, everyone will come out from their graves and they'll stand up towards their judgment. And whilst this is happening, I want to paint the scene for you. What is it that's taking place around you? You've been dead for Allah knows how long. You've been in your grave, either in a garden of paradise, because you've done good, or a garden, a portion from the pits of the pits of hellfire. Now you've come up for the first time in how long? What do you see? وَحُمِلَتِ الْأَرْضُ وَالْجِبَالُ the mountains, the mountains will be taken and smashed together in one piece, one go, one smashing, and they'll be destroyed. The earth, the mountains will all be taken. They'll be picked up. They'll be lifted up. Mount Everest will be lifted up. The Alps will be lifted up. The Himalayan mountains will be lifted up. They'll be smashed. One time, wahida, and they'll be obliterated. You will come out of your grave thinking you are strong. I used to go to the gym, I was strong. I used to take some nice protein shakes. I could bench a lot. Look at me, I was out, I was about that. When you come out of your grave, you see mountains being smashed in front of you. You see mountains, the greatest geographical creations that Allah has on this planet. We see them one time smashed and destroyed. Then it will become clear to you the weight and the power of this day. It's a day when mountains are being obliterated to dust with one smash. But what's even greater than the mountain? What's even greater than the mountain? It's the sky. That's even greater than the mountain. It stands with no pillars. It's massive. It's so strong that meteorites, sometimes the size of a mountain, are coming and attacking the earth. The sky, it holds. The sky, it protects. And it wades off those unidentified objects that would destroy the earth if Allah hadn't placed it there. This mighty sky, this strong sky. Allah said, when shakat is the sky is going to rip. It's going to be ripped. When shakat is sama, it's going to rip. And on that day, it will become wahia. It will become tattered. Like you know when you take a cloth and you rip it to pieces. You're going to look at the sky. You're going to say the sky is ripped into pieces. What's going on here? And on the corners of the sky, you will see angels appearing. <coughs> the angels are appearing in the corners of the sky. And suddenly you will see the throne of your Lord. You will see Allah's throne. And there will be eight that will be carrying the throne of your Lord. They will take that throne and Allah is upon it. And they will descend. And Allah will come. Your Lord will come. Well, Malak and the angels. Suffer and suffer. Row after row after row after row. 
one legion, one row of angels will land. Then another row of angels will land. Then another row of angels will land. And they will land one after the other, after the other, after the other. Brothers, sisters, understand the picture that day. Allah has descended. His angels have descended. The humans, the jinn, everyone is there. And what is happening? Allah said on that day, Kullu ummatin jafiyah. Every nation is on its knees. The kafir, the atheist, the tyrant, the killers, the drug dealers, the pimps, the hustlers, the fraudsters. They are all on their knees that day. He couldn't pray to Allah once in his life. And even when he prayed, he prayed without wudu. This man on that day will be on his knees. Forget him. The prophets will be petrified. Ibrahim alayhi salam will say to Allah, Allah, I'm Ibrahim. Isa alayhi salam, as Ibn Kathir mentioned on the ayah. Isa alayhi salam will say, Allah, take my mom. Take my mom. Jesus will say, take my mom. Free me, ya Allah. Let me go free. And these are prophets. These are prophets. The people will run to Nuh alayhi salam and they will say to Nuh. They will run to Adam and they will say to Adam, intercede for us. You are the one Allah said, خَلَقْتُهُ day. I created him with my bare hands, with my hands. Allah created you with his hands, Adam. Please go to Allah. We are really in a difficult situation right now. Adam will say, how can I go to Allah? He said, I sinned once. Allah told me not to eat from the tree. I ate from the tree once. I cannot go to Allah. He will say, nafsi, nafsi. Idhabu ila Nuh. Go to Nuh. Go to Nuh, Prophet Noah. Go to him. Brothers and sisters, he is petrified and he is scared because he done one sin. On that day, he is petrified and scared because, because he committed one sin. Adam committed one sin. Allah created him with his hand. Allah said, وَلَقَدْ كَرَمْنَا بَنِي Adam." We honoured the children of Adam. If you honoured the children, then what about, you? What about the, the father, Adam himself? He made him with his hands. He will say, I'm scared, I committed one sin. They'll run to Nuh, alayhi salam. Nuh will say, I questioned Allah. I questioned Allah. Because when the flood happened, when the flood happened, Nuh, he tried to bring his son onto the ship, onto the ark. He said, Ya Bunay, Yarkam ma'ana. Come with us. Join us on the, on the ship. He said, I'm going to find a high point. The sun said, I'm going to the mountain. The flood, the water is rising. I don't need to come on the ship, Dad. Because when the flood comes, what do you do? You get to the highest point. He said, I'm going to go to the top of the mountain. I'm going to find refuge on the mountain. His father pleaded with him. He said, No one is going to be safe from the punishment of Allah today. A massive wave came and separated the two of them. 
He became drowned. So Nuh saw his son drowned. The pain that he felt his son. So when the water settled and the earth took its water and the ship it landed and it came to a standstill, Nuh respectfully he asked Allah, he said, Ya Allah, you said that you would you would save my family. And my son is from my family. How, how come my son died, Ya Allah? Allah said to him very strongly. He said, No. He is not. He is not from your family. He is an action that is not righteous. Your son is not from your family. It's got nothing to do with you. He's a kafir, so I drowned him. Don't question me again. Allah is telling him, Don't question me again. So Nuh became scared. I questioned Allah. So who remember on the day of judgment? That was his sin. That was his sin. He said, I questioned Allah. I questioned him. I questioned him. He said, ila ghayri. Go to someone else other than me. Idhabu ila Musa. <coughs> Go to Musa alayhi salam. Nafsi, nafsi, because I'm scared for myself. And the people run to Musa and they'll say, Musa, you are the one Allah used to speak to you directly. Allah didn't speak to all the prophets directly. Like Allah spoke to Musa alayhi salam directly. Musa and Allah had a direct conversation, direct link. He said, Allah, you're special to Allah. They're trying to say, you're special. Please, help us speak to Allah on this day. Musa will say, I accidentally killed a man. I accidentally killed a man. There were two people who were having a fight. Musa tried to break it up. But he was strong. So when he tried to pull off the guy that was oppressing the other guy, the guy he did it so hard because Musa was so strong. He had unbelievable strength. He threw him off and the man died. It was an accident. Allah's not going to hold you to an account for a mistake that's accidental. Like in his scared, he said, I killed a man. Brothers, what about us that are walking around and some of us have got blood on our hands, directly or indirectly? Look, right now London's turned into a war zone. People are killing each other left, right, centre. And don't think to yourself, it's only the guy who puts the knife inside of the person that's guilty. من ذهب نريته لذ كتاب الكبائر أي حديث وفي إسناده مقال لكن the meaning is powerful where it was said attributed to the Prophet that he said anyone who aids towards the killing of a person بشطر الكلمة أو كما قال anyone who aids towards killing an individual by even half a statement he will meet Allah on the day of judgment with no hope. He will meet Allah on the day of judgment with no hope. You didn't put the knife in, but you contributed even half a statement. Shall I tell you what half a statement could be? You know, if someone gets violated, you say, Hey, you're going to let man violate me like that? You're going to let man violate me like that? And for you, you're just joking around, but for him, he, takes it, he thinks, Whoa, whoa, for real. How am I going to let man violate me like that? How am I going to take that from him? And he goes and he does something. 
will you share that blood on your hands? On the day of judgment, you're in a difficult place. And some of you haven't killed anyone, but you have an intent to kill. You wish you could kill. The Prophet said that actions are in accordance to their intentions. And a person will be rewarded in accordance to what he intended. So if you wish, oh, I could kill this person, I won't do it because I'm scared of the feds. I'm scared of the CCTV camera. You're not scared of Allah, but you're scared of them. You say, I wish I could kill this person. I'll murk him still. I'll dead this guy. You intended it. It's on your scale on the Day of Judgment. Something very serious. Blood, blood, blood. Addima, ya ikhwatul kiram. Addima, addima. Blood, blood. It's not a joke. It will destroy you on the Day of Judgment. Killing someone is unlike any other sin. In that, there are three people that will look, there are three beings that will look to take their right from you. The family, you violated their right. The person you killed, you violated his right, and Allah, you violated his right. And all three will seek to take that from you. In this life, when you're given the death punishment in a, in a country that establishes Sharia, that does not make it equal between you and the one you killed. That's only for the person's family. That's why either you give blood money to the family or they see you die. But the, on the day of judgment, that man you killed will come for you. And then there is to Allah you have to deal with. So Musa is very scared. He said, He said, go to someone else other than me. Go to Isa alayhi salam. And eventually they will go to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He will make sajda And Allah will give him the ability Allah will give him the ability Brothers and sisters Allah will give him the ability to praise Allah in a way that which Allah has never ever ever been praised before and he will praise Allah. And after praising Allah, Allah will say, Irfa' ra'sak. Lift your head, Muhammad. Qul, yusma', speak. You're going to be heard today. Sal, tu'ta'. Ask, I will give you, Muhammad. Ishfa' to shafa'. Make intercession, and I will grant it to you. That's Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Follow his sunnah Because he will come in handy for you on that day Even the other prophets Who is it that is benefiting them right now? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said If Musa was alive today He would have no choice but to follow me Musa would be He would be A follower of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam So follow his sunnah And you cannot follow his sunnah Without following the Sahaba And the Sahaba are the Salaf of Salih They are the, 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 the people who came before us They understood these ayat better than me and you The Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ And the Sunnah of the Sahaba is the same Sunnah 
That's why Allah Azza wa said, فَإِنْ آمَنُوا بِمِثْلِ مَا آمَنْتُمْ بِهِ فَقَدْ اِهْتَدَوْا Allah said they will be guided if they follow you, Muhammad, and those who are with you. If they follow you and they follow those who are with you, then they will be recipients of hidayah. Only then. Like in without that, they will not get guidance, brothers and sisters. They will not be recipients of guidance. Are you with me? Now what will happen? The Prophet interceded for us. Does that mean we all get to go to Jannah? No. All of this which I just mentioned which took place. You know why the people were running to the Prophets? It was not because they were asking the Prophets to tell Allah to forgive them. No, 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 no. The Day of Judgment doesn't work like that. It was because they were begging Allah to start the Day of Judgment. Waiting for the Day of Judgment is that scary. I didn't even tell you that the sun is above their heads while all of this is going on. And they're drowning in their sweat based on their sins. Some are drowning up to their mouths. So they are going to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, just ask Allah to start the Day of Judgment. So then Allah will start the Day of Judgment. Allah will start the Day of Judgment. وَجِيءَ يَوْمَئِذٍ بِجَهَنَّمٍ Allah will say, bring the hellfire. Bring it. Bring it. You want the day of judgment to start? Okay, bring the hellfire. Suddenly you see the hellfire in front of you. The insan will start to remember. Oh my goodness. All of those sins that I done. Look at all of the evil that I done. Look at all of the wrong that I did. The criminal activity that I conducted. The lies, the cheating, the stealing. The things I used to look at with my eyes. The women I used to sleep with. The woman will say, the man I used to sleep with. The clothes I used to wear. The things I used to do. The things I used to say. They will start to remember. But what benefit does this remembrance do for you now? It doesn't have any benefit for you. It's over. The pens have been lifted. The ink has been dried. There is no good deeds to be written anymore. Now you have to wait your judgment. And hellfire is a raging animal. Hellfire is a roaring beast. From far it sees. It wants to ambush you. Inna jahannama kanat. Bilmirsada. Mirsada is what? It's an ambush. You used to have a beef with someone, huh? You think to yourself, okay, I'm gonna find this guy around the corner. And with the brothers. We're gonna ambush him, we're gonna rush him. On that day, Jahannam is a Mirsada. Jahannam's gonna rush you. Jahannam's gonna wait. It's a creature, brothers and sisters. I keep telling people, Jahannam is not a dungeon. It's not a little room. 
like in paganism, it's, it's a little dungeon under the earth where the Satan, he rose, he reigns supreme. Jahannam is an animal. The hellfire is a beast. It screams, it breathes, it roars, it speaks, it eats, it burns, it charges, it pounces, it grabs, destroys. So Jahannam will pounce on a person. Has a neck. It grabs the person. On that day, Allah Azza wa Jalla said, "Yawma idin tu'radoona la takhfa minkum khafiya." Nothing is going to be hidden that day. Every single thing that you did, it's going to come out into the open. Every sin that you did is going to be brought out and presented into the open, without exception. Brothers, sisters, anything good you did will come out, anything bad you did will come out, and even time you spent wasted not doing anything, all of that will come out. وَتُسْأَلُونَ And you will be asked about everything. Your time, your money, your wealth, your knowledge. You'll be asked about the rights, the people under you, above you, everything. And then at that stage and at that place, فَأَمَّا مَنْ أُوْتِيَ كِتَابَهُ بِيَمِينِهِ فَيَقَالُوا هَاؤُمُقْرَأُوا كِتَابِيَهِ The person who's given the book of deeds in his right hand. When he gives, gets given the book in his right hand, before he even opens it, he knows he made it to Jannah. Because the ones who are going to go to hell, they will be given the book in the left hand. So you're there waiting for your book And I want you to picture this moment My sisters and brothers You're there waiting for this book And suddenly it gets put into your right hand So what do you do? You start yelling saying Oh, everyone come, come, come Read my book Read my book Look at what I've done this is the night prayers I was praying while everyone else was sleeping. This is the charity I was giving while everyone else is being stingy. This was the circles of knowledge I was attending when everyone else was out playing football, linking up the girls, chirps in the girls, linking up with their boyfriend and whatever the hell it is. I was in the masjid seeking knowledge. This was every other child disrespecting his father and mother. This was me. I was obedient to my mum and dad. This is when everyone else used to spread fitna and slander online on social media. They were all retweeting, tweeting, dropping comments, sharing their two cents, talking about people's personal, private lives. I said, I'm going to occupy myself with something beneficial. People were out there listening to music, and I was there listening to Quran. People were out there reading what? <coughs> Filthy things. And I was there reading the Quran. Come read my book. Celebrate with me. Enjoy with me. Allah said, this person's going to live a good life now. He's going to have a high garden. A high, you know, a king, he'll build his palace on a high point. A king will build his palace on a high point. Like I've been to Turkey and I've seen 
It's called Topkapi Palace. It's a beautiful palace. Well, like when I went to that palace, I thought to myself, imagine what Jannah is going to look like. You can see where it's been built. It's been built at a beautiful high point. And it's overlooking, it's overlooking the, the beautiful river. A king will build his palace, his castle at a high point. Allah said, Wa fi jannatin You'll be living in a very high garden. You're not going to hear any filthy vain speech inside. Everyone around you is just going to be talking good. Listen, it's the, the topic of today is not to talk about Jannah. But if I could summarize Jannah to you in one way, if I imagine what Jannah is like, I'll be honest, when I hear about Jannah, you know, alhamdulillah, sisters are going to have their husbands, their men are going to have their wives. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be rivers of wine, milk, and this, that, and singing girls. Bro, Jannah to me sounds like a rave. Jannah to me sounds like a halal rave. So, inshallah, you're going to be halal raving in Jannah, bro. Sister, don't worry, you can have a halal rave in Jannah too. You can't rave out here. That's Jannah. But let's go back to the Day of Judgment. But there will be people who will be given the books in their left hand. No, he will say, وَأَمَّا مَنْ أُوْتِيَ كِتَابَهُ بِالشِّمَالِ فَيَقُولُ يَا لَيْتَنِي لَمْ أُوْتَ كِتَابِيَا The one who's given the book in his left hand will say, oh, I wish I was never given this book. And I wish I didn't know what was inside of this book. The sleeping around, the zina, the stealing, the lying. All, imagine having to read that. Allah is in front of you on that day. You have to read this out of your book, my sisters and my brothers. It's all written in there. Yeah, later he will say, he will scream, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I wish I was just destroyed. I wish I just didn't exist. But in there, you will not have any death. Uh, there will not be in there. Mota, there will not be any death in there. And there will be no living. You'll be alive, but don't think you're living in there. And the hellfire, you're alive, but you're not living. And you're not dying either. You're in a constant state of pain. What kind of life is that? You're in a constant state of pain and agony. So you will say, I wish I could just become destroyed. It didn't benefit me, my wealth, you will say. It didn't benefit me, my wealth. You made all that money, huh? Some of you made it through halal means, but you just focus too much money, money, saving money, hoarding money, 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 money. What did it benefit you today? You think the money's going to take you out of a sticky situation in a difficult day. But what does that money benefit you now? And what about those who are doing it, making that money from haram? Not only is that money not going to benefit you, but that money is going to be a reason for you to be punished even more. Halaka anni sultania. You have no proofs, no arguments. Now if I come to you and I say to you, Akhi, listen, stop smoking weed. You say to me, Akhi, listen, bro, why am I going to stop smoking weed, bro? You're telling me weed is haram. Weed is a plant, bro. It grows on the ground, bro. It's organic. You're telling me it's wrong to take an apple out of a tree? You're telling me apple's haram? You're going to make stupid arguments like that. If I tell you, Akhi, why are you free mixing? You tell a girl, listen, sister, why are you hanging around with this guy? Oh, he's a friend. That's our argument. You're not going to say that on the day of judgment. I'm telling you now. 
No, you're, all these stupid arguments and excuses that you come with. On the day, Allah already told you that you're going to say, Halaka anni sultaniya. All of my arguments, my proofs, all the stupid excuses and things I used to say, it didn't work. Because I'm standing in front of this day now. Oh, Allah say now. Allah will say, Khuduhu fahullu. Grab him. Allah will tell the angels, no more talking now. We already know where this man is going. We already know where this woman is going. Grab him. Shackle him. Chain him. Tie her up. Throw him. Toss her inside of the fire. Where it will roast her. It will roast. Allah didn't say burn. It will roast her. Her skin. That she used to show off to the people. It will roast her. That guy, with his own skin and flesh, he would go and touch haram. His skin will be roasted in there. And then as the skin falls off, more skin will grow. More skin will grow. So you can feel the pain. And you will not be increased in anything, illa adhaba, except more punishment. Every day it gets worse and worse and worse. ذَلِكَ يَوْمُ الْحَقِّ That is the day of truth of which there is no doubt my brothers and sisters and Allah described that day which I just mentioned to you right now Allah said اِقْتَرَبَتِ السَّاعَةِ Allah said it is already here it's here. Very few will take heed. The majority, whom fi ghafla, Allah said they are in a state of heedlessness. They are in a state of i'rad, they're turning away. And you know what's scary? Is there's a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in which he mentioned that on the day of judgment the people will be divided for hell and the people will be divided for paradise from every 1,000 people 999 are going to be thrown inside of hell and only one out of every thousand will make it to paradise. Brothers and sisters, you have to wake up, man. It is anything. You know this phone? 90% of the haram that you do, it starts here. Yesterday I was in a masjid and it broke my heart. I saw a young 14-year-old boy such a lovely, beautiful, miskin little kid. He's telling me, bro, I'm trying to change my life, this, that, and the other. And I just fell in love with him so much. I said to him, listen, I said, bro, I said, message me on Instagram, inshallah. I'm going to shout you, so we keep in touch. He sent me a message. He comes up to me after. He says, listen, bro, 
He says, hey, I messaged you on Instagram. I said, show me your Instagram account so I can know it's you, so I can see the name pop up. So as he scrolled out of it, imagine he accidentally scrolled onto the timeline. And you know, people that you follow, their pictures come up and there are some picture of some, again, probably 14 year old girl dressed so bad. And it broke my heart because this kid actually wants to change. But he's got these half-naked girls, 14-year-old girls, on his Instagram. How hard is that for him? He has to understand and he has to realise he's got to stop unfollowing those girls today. The girls have to stop following the guys today. Don't tell me. You know, I'll be honest with you. It makes me, it makes me so vexed well, like, when a brother's following a sister. He says, well, I'm doing it for benefits. She posts up Islamic reminders. You're telling me there's not brothers out there that post Islamic reminders? Actually, shut up and get the head out of here, bro. Delete that girl. Some brother's telling me, listen, bro, I got them on WhatsApp. Delete them from WhatsApp too. Delete their numbers. I memorize their numbers. If someone needs to come slap you in the, in the part of the head where the memory is, so we give you some amnesia. I'm playing, I'm playing. Don't go slapping no one, inshallah. Don't do that. <laughs> but the point is, my brothers and my sisters, you have to make real efforts towards stopping and abandoning these sins you really have to man you know I know I look I'll be honest with you I know a lot of you that are here right now you want to make change and I believe that for certain because you didn't come if you didn't want to but the thing is you're still slipping up and you're going to carry on slipping up and I'll tell you why it's because there are certain things in your life that you're not getting rid of you're not getting rid of certain things I can be real with you if you keep watching pornography on your phone I'll be honest with you, you can't control yourself, you need to get rid of your phone. If you keep watching it on your laptop, you need to get rid of your laptop. If you keep falling into fitting at school or college, you need to stop going to school or college. Alhamdulillah, summer times come, you've done your exams, next year, change. If your mum and dad are telling you no, but you know that you're going to end up falling into zina or some kind of madness, this is a situation now where you don't have to obey them in this regard. Of course, go to a sheikh, a scholar that will guide you through the process, but if your parents are sending you towards something that's going to take you to hellfire, in this, in this aspect, Allah wants you to choose him over your parents. If you've got a girlfriend there, bro, marry her. Marry her, make it halal, bro. I'll be honest with you, more times she's not even serious because she doesn't want to go get married. You've been asking her for her dad's number for the longest time and she's been stretching it out. You know why? Because she doesn't want to give you her dad's number. She knows she's not ready for marriage. She just wants companionship today. So she's trying to take your iman away today for her own expense And sisters It's the same with guys A guy's telling you I'm going to marry you Don't worry And you keep saying Listen come chat to my dad And every, every time it's an excuse Oh my dad's sick Oh my granddad died oh, I don't know But in Pakistani I know Pakistani girls A lot of them do this And Pakistani guys A lot of them do this I don't know about other cultures But this is typical like For me to the point When a sister comes to me And says to me Oh I've been trying to marry The brother for two years You know every six months Someone dies I'm like come on man I, It's not it's, Everyone's dying all day Every day You can go and chat to your dad it's not that deep. The issue is, either he ain't got the manliness to come and approach and make this rule, or he's just paying you. Does that make sense? But you have to make some real practical steps today, my brothers and sisters. Don't just let this be a reminder that you hear and you carry on doing whatever the hell it is that you want. Does that make sense? 
You have to act upon it. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, brothers and sisters. So that video that you just saw right now, that video was from our matting in the masjid project. This is a project that alhamdulillah has been running for a while now. Most importantly, with the permission of Allah, and then of course, with the donations that you guys have generously, generously been giving from your own pockets. We've been doing tours up and down the country. We've been doing classes around London. We've been doing mentoring events, so on and so forth. And the videos are there for everyone to see. Alhamdulillah, we're very, very clear with how this money is spent. Where people, mashallah, have been Swarming the masjid, swarming the masjid, alhamdulillah. Now, in order for us to continue these events and classes and so on and so forth, we do need to continue with the fundraising. That's why we're asking you to help us out. You know, if we can raise the remainder of the funds that we need to raise within the next two weeks, that will sort us out very, very nicely to the end of the summer, inshallah ta'ala. Just to give you a little example of how effective with the permission of Allah this, this program is, just at the last event, one of the brothers came into the masjid with drugs. He had drugs on him in his bag. And after the talk and after the event, came up to Brother Imran, he came up to one of the speakers and said to them, I've been drug dealing for a while. I've got drugs on me. What, what do I do with them? I really want to change. He ended up throwing the drugs away. And that's just one person. That's just one example. That's just one story. And there's so many more out there. So please, brothers and sisters, donate generously and help us, help the youth, and in turn, help you. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.